Dude, <laughs> I love ranch. Yeah? I put ranch on my french fries. I'm a big ranch guy. Um, I think I think the right amount of ranch is important, though. You can't you can't like bathe bathe the clothing or bathe the food in ranch. I disagree. Sometimes I like so I treat some food just as a vehicle to eat ranch. Oh. So you use okay. Wow. So you really like ranch? <laughs> I've seen ranch sodas before. No, you guys fuck seen that. that. Yeah, I've it's seen been that, a meme. I haven't seen that. There's ranch life. chips. I've seen that. Yeah. Like Cool Ranch Doritos. That's like a popular you, one. Like, what is something really out of pocket that you have with ranch? I don't know if I do anything out of pocket. Sometimes I'll put it on a burger. Is that weird? Pizza? No, see, unless if it's a really shitty pizza, I will. But if it's any pizza, like, worth anything, yeah. then I won't. But, like, frozen pizza? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. A ranch used to be my go-to salad dressing, and I've sort of gotten tired of it. Now I'll go for something a little, little less. Uh, it's heavy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't really like it on salad. <laughs> <laughs> I I like it on hot food, like or like chicken wings or something. Chicken wings for sure. Chicken tenders. Chicken I tenders. enjoy dipping in ranch. Mm. Um, French fries. Um, but yeah, on salad, it's like at that point you should just not eat salad because I feel like it's kind of taking away the n- nutritional value. Yeah, I'm a like an oil and vinegar guy on salad. I can't have a dry salad. No, fuck no. no. Yeah. Not so happening. we got to have something on there. Oil, vinegar. Sometimes a little bit of lemon juice because I'm not a huge vinegar guy. So like some olive oil and some lemon sometimes. Um, would you ever eat ranch ice cream? No. No. Well. Because <laughs> if I'm eating ranch ice cream, it means I'm not eating ranch. cookie dough ice cream. Or ranch. Or just regular ranch. Would right? you eat ranch with a spoon? No. I'd do that before I ate ranch ice cream, I think. Well, what's the difference? The difference is <laughs> you can go to Walmart and buy ranch ice cream right now. Walmart? In stores now. What brand? Ranch ice cream. I don't my assumption would be Hidden Valley, but it might ranch just be has Walmart brand. In it, right? I think. Yeah, it's Hidden Valley. I'm a big mayonnaise guy. I'm getting older and I'm eating more mayonnaise. I'm putting mayonnaise on my cheeseburgers. If you guys aren't doing that, you need to check it out. I'm uh, on the burger on the beef or like the bun for the burger. I put it on the bun, but then it's touching the. I mean, it's touching yeah. the beef. It's all going same place. I, I'm not a mayonnaise guy, but I have no reason because like I feel like ranch and mayonnaise are like not they're that far. They're not they're that similar. Far apart. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I don't like hate mayonnaise, but. Like, if I'm making a burger, I'm going to put a little bit of ranch on it instead of mayonnaise. But I can't judge people who put mayonnaise on it. Yeah, I, d- I think... I don't think that's, like, a weird take. I, d- I feel like mayonnaise is pretty drawn down the line of people who either love it or they hate it. Yeah, I, which is silly, because I feel like a lot of people who hate mayonnaise are, like... You see them, like, dunking their chicken wings in ranch or blue cheese. It's like, dude... Like, I can't shame a man... For his food preference. Just won't do it. I can, depending on what it... Like, if it's something really bizarre. Shout out Corey. used to put mustard on popcorn. That's weird. I've never heard of that. See, that's cool. (laughs) It is. I I guess it's like a thing. It's it's cool. (laughs) It's messy. Because, like, popcorn is a finger food, so I could see it getting really... Well, he would dip it. So he'd get, like, a little thing of... Mustard? Yeah. Corey used to do that. 
pretzels and mustard. That's a pretzels. thing. Yeah, I guess it's not really that far off because it's like pretzels salty. And popcorn. So maybe I was wrong to make fun of that too. You guys ever been to Costco? Fuck yeah. Many times. I think I went maybe... I've gone less than five times. Really? Yeah. When's the last time you went? To a Costco specifically. <laughs> yeah. I was probably maybe six years old. Okay, wow. You haven't been to a Costco since you were I've six I've been to a wholesale old. before. What's well, okay. a wholesale? Yeah, what do you mean? It's just another Costco under a different name. I like Costco's the same idea. Store. Yeah, where you buy in bulk. Yeah. Like but BJ's. BJ's, yeah. Does Costco free samples? I think so. I think it's like the same store. Costco was like has the, what do you call something that's like the patent for those kinds of stores. I feel like Costco was the first store that was like that. Oh, like a... Maybe not ever, but... I feel like, yeah, they were one of the first. Maybe Sam's Club. So people old. go to stores like Costco to buy in bulk, or do they go because they can also get... A t- like a TV in the same place that they could get like their fish sticks because like a Walmart is like that and some jeans, yeah, y- yeah. Walmart's kind of like that, but so Walmart doesn't has the free samples. Well, also the bulk. The bulk is a the big bulk. thing. Mm. The bulk is definitely at discount a big prices. Thing. Yeah, because you're paying for it in bulk. Like, you can get things that are hard to get bulk elsewhere. There, like, um, garbage bags. Great place to buy garbage bags. How much is a Costco card? I don't know. It's probably like. I feel like at one point it was probably a hundred bucks Annually. a year, yeah. and now it's probably like almost two hundred hmm. with inflation. Maybe that's just a guess. I have no idea. I'll look it up. See, I do actually. actually see, it's that, that initial hundred dollar or two hundred dollar a year like sign up charge that's going to keep me out of Costco. Oh yeah, especially when I live as I mean the closest Costco uh, yeah. is like over an hour. It away. It makes no sense for you guys to do it. I From think. here, There's one where close is it? To Fredericksburg. Is Fredericksburg or Chantilly. Oh yeah. Is there one in Gainesville? No, there's no. a BJ's in Gainesville. I. Huh. There's one in Charlottesville, so I guess it kind of makes sense okay. for me to do it. Hey, do, okay, you guys know who Bill Walton is, right? Who? Like, the NBA player or the other one? The commentator. Yeah. Yeah. He was um, an NBA player. Yeah. I think so. Ha- like, when's the last time you listened to him call a game? I've never. He never did, intentionally. He. <laughs> He might be the worst commentator. Is his time coming? Uh, dude, he's so bad. He's just old. He's Isn't so he an bad. old hippie? Yeah, and he's so bad, dude. Like, he's just, like, rambling. It's like listening to, like, your grandpa or something just ramble and ramble, and he doesn't stop talking. And he's not talking about the game at all. He's just, like, talking about whatever oh, yeah. the fuck. Did you, uh, did you watch a game recently? Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Pac-12 championship because it was, like, midnight on saturday and it was on tv so i watched it and it was an awesome game but like at one point i switched to the spanish broadcast <laughs> like because it was that bad yes bro it's so bad well you got to brush up on some spanish which was good a little bit yeah but then i turned it back because like the overall quality of the spanish broadcast is just terrible that was great um like the crowd it sounds like there's like no people there you know it sounds mm-hmm. like a radio broadcast more than a in-game it's broadcast. crazy how much um a commentator or or commentators can influence the broadcast as opposed to just like watching it or watching any sport without yeah without listening i would love to be able to watch games with no commentators but still have the the noise cuz like i love the crowds but the the a good commentator is great but man 
Bill Walden, dude. <laughs> he just like he he's just talking about nothing, and he just keeps interrupting the guy who's like the I guess the other guy's like the play by play guy or whatever, and he just keeps interrupting him <laughs> and trying to like talk about I don't literally I have no idea what he was trying to say. I bet I feel like there's a good chance it's one it's the age right he's just he's just getting up there in age and then two and maybe this is a fair assumption but he's I feel a hippie like he's probably consumed a lot of substances right he, dude i'm pretty sure he's consuming substances while he's while doing he's that. doing it dude i'm su- it's so crazy <laughs> he's just like fucking he's talking and then at one point he said this long thing and the other guy was like the other guy doesn't like him like they like clash uh. and he's like what are you talking about? Like, sh- like that tone, just like, oh. what are you talking about? Yeah, you can tell. Like, you can tell when there's like contentious energy between the, the analysts, or like when you watch when you hear an analyst correct another one, mm-hmm. and there's just like this unspoken, you know, you can there's palpable tension. You can feel. Sometimes it makes it better. It, I mean, it was fun. I had a blast watching it, but it was like it was taking away from the game. If it would have been a blowout, I would have been having mm-hmm. the time of my life, but. Like something would happen in the game, but Bill Walton would be mid rant about the '65 UCLA championship team, and like you, they would just like pretty much pass over the fact that like this dude from Arizona just hit a three to tie the game with like four minutes left. They would just like they wouldn't even say it because Bill Walton's like in '65 and Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. It's like what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about, dude? <laughs> so anyway, shout out Bill Walton. I don't really know how he has a job, but. It's kind of what I imagine, like, if you just handed me an edible and then a microphone and we're like, okay, you t- you call the Pac-12 championship <laughs> game. Like, I would just talk. <laughs> when you funny. get to a certain age, it, it doesn't really matter. They just kind of let you yeah. They just kind of let you do and say whatever you want. I'm, I'm excited to get there, God willing. True. You just kind of tell stories and probably I'll do a lot of trolling, too. Have to. That's yeah, and, you, and like, mandatory. You, people just have to listen and be like, okay, Grandpa. It's okay. <laughs> That'll be like episode four thousand of the Good Fridays podcast. It's two fucking guys sitting in a room screaming about the old days. Yeah, we'll tell stories about a war that we were never actually in. <laughs> that w- that we were told stories about. Yeah, fire. No, so what what you were saying, Cal, about the uh, the commentators having an effect on the your the feelings you get while watching that event. And I know you're into MMA or UFC. What was? Did you watch many of the fights when they were doing Fight Island during uh, the vid? Um, yeah, I, I heard think that was a crazy experience. I think I was watching on. I think I was watching fights back then. I'm trying to remember. That was 2020, so probably not. I mean, I thought it was really cool that they were doing it. I mean, I watch mostly like for sports. I watch mostly UFC and boxing now, and Sometimes, like, the commentators are on it. Sometimes they're not, right? Like, I think I think Rogan's probably there just because he's Rogan now. You know, like, the sport's really caught up, and, you know, there are a lot of guys that could probably do it better than him, but he's there because he can go, oh, you know. But that, everyone knows that crew is amazing. Like, John Anik is, like, one of my favorite commentators yeah. of all time. And Joe Rogan, like... I will say, like, I don't think there's very many people that would be as good as the at the post-fight interview as Joe Rogan because he is fucking amazing mm-hmm. when they do. Like, that's when I feel like he's missed in the UFCs when he's not there. Not necessarily in the booth, but, like, 
the after the fight interviews, yeah. I just feel like nobody does it like because he's so good at letting the fighter control it without letting it get off the rails. I don't know. I guess he's, I mean obviously he's a good interviewer, Joe yeah. Rogan. But yeah, and I think that he makes the event like bigger. He's yeah. viral. Yeah, he is viral. He's he draws a fan base. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's there, and he gets a meme every single event he's at, and UFC price goes up every time. So like, well, plus he was at the UFC before any. Yeah. Like, so they they just they're just fucking reaping the yeah. benefits. They they he's got a lifetime contract. Yeah. Yeah, and he'll probably just be there until he doesn't want to do it anymore. You know, he's not there like for the check or anything. He just he's a super fan. Yeah. And he doesn't. He's not at all of them. Like the non pay per view ones, it's not him. And even some of like the overseas pay per views, he doesn't go, which mm-hmm. is a nice position to be in. Like, I'm sure they've thrown a lot of money at him to be like an exclusive commentator. He gets to work when he wants. Like, yeah. that's a dream right there. Living the dream. Sixty bucks a year, Costco. You just looked it up for yeah. real. Damn, I was way off. That's not that up. bad then. Yeah. That's like a that's half a tank of gas. It's far, but if you if you know if you go in there with a list you know you probably only got to go out there once once every month or so my mom gets that shit delivered costco mm-hmm. that's crazy i didn't know they did that i guess it makes sense is it a costco truck i don't know how it comes but it, it you have to hit you have to hit like a minimum i think it's like 45 bucks or something uh, that's not bad so she'll just get like bulk toilet paper and, and paper towels and shit and this shows up at the house uh-huh so shout out mom and ordering Costco online. That's fire. I guess they had to do that. I feel like every store had to do that during whenever oh, I was at home. Yeah. Yeah. You're but definitely gonna get left behind. Yeah. No child left behind. Mm. No Costco left behind. <laughs> Episode twenty two. What's the deal? Deuce deuce. We're out here. We're at Josh's place for the first time ever. Good Fridays. We are in the bando right now. It's nice in here. It's all right. It's a work in progress. I mean, it, but I it feels like a studio space. I appreciate that. We got my, my cousin Cal in the building. What's up, Cal? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course, man. Fuck yeah. It's a pleasure. We're I here. Fe- I feel like honored um, <laughs> because this is the first episode in the new yeah. in the new spot. Yeah. Christening. Yeah, we're going to christen this room. We're going to create a very nice vibe for it for you guys to come back. Yeah, we were talking a little bit off air about like he was like do you think it's gonna be weird in a new room and i was like talking like technically like well no it's we're you know it's kind of the same but then you were saying like how every room has a different like vibe to it which is something i didn't think of which is cool sure sure and and you know when like bands and artists are making albums where they are not even just like where the studio is but where they geographically are you know is super important like Bur- like U2 was recording an album in Berlin like right after the Berlin Wall fell mm. and it just that they had that that energy yeah we don't have Berlin Wall energy in here right now it's more <laughs> it's very pastoral mm. um looking at some cows out this window here mm. you got a nice setup Josh a little sunset action going or sun setting now mm-hmm. yeah. um that's crazy that i didn't know that about U2 you think um Artists aren't really doing that today, or you think they are? I, I've I've never heard of something like that. Um, like something as powerful, like going right when the Berlin Wall was coming down and everything, they went and recorded an album, like yeah, right that there. Is. But where would you go now to achieve something like that? Ukraine. 
Russia? <laughs> be tough. Yeah. I'd at least listen to it. For one, it would generate a lot of interest. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yachty kind of touched on it when he made Poland, and he and Cole Bennett went out there and recorded the music video, but, like, I feel like nobody's doing albums like that. That just seems crazy to me. Go out to Wuhan and record an album. Yeah, fuck. Call it Ground Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the idea of, like, recording an album just, like, in a super fucking remote location, like, yeah. just in the middle of fucking nowhere with nothing around, but... I don't know. I need to... I have a book about you 2 I need to read it. Yeah, are you a big fan? Uh, I'm actually not a huge fan, but um, my uh, girlfriend's parents got me a book by Bono for um, for Christmas because uh, I said I just wanted some, like, musical artist books. Um, but I'm excited to read it. Like, I feel like it's going to be a really fucking good book. But, you know, I don't really know too, too much about you 2 I don't either. The free... Um, Remember the album that would come on like iPods and shit? Or like your OG iPhones? I didn't have one. Mm. Yeah, so what they did was everyone went to sleep one night. Everyone in the entire world, they they went to sleep. And when they woke up and they went into their music library, there was a U2 album there that they did not pay for (laughs) or download. It was just on there. Just on their phone. They did like some kind of contract with Apple and it just got distributed. What year was this? Approximately, we were probably I feel like I remember hearing about like the iTunes era. We we're probably early high school. I've, I, I would feel think. like I vaguely remember this. Maybe even middle school. I don't know if it's been that long. Sounds familiar. That's crazy. People were upset. I I just remember people being upset. It it, it was a little invasive. It's a bold move and probably a oh good, yeah good move on their part to get people talking and people probably at least listened to the album. I feel like there was a song on there I actually kind of liked. Because I listened to it, but I don't remember like liking most of it. But I feel like there was a couple tracks. That the U two fans that listen to this podcast are chicken heads right now. <laughs> you know what? Uh, what's the singer of U two? Bono. Bono who? It's just Bono, man. It's not Bono Vox. He might have a last name. He probably <laughs> does. Yeah, Do you I don't know, know what it means? No. Good voice. Good yeah. Fridays in Latin. You know, you're talking to a Latin three high school student. Latin four. You took. You got all the way to the fourth. I Latin got the class? receipts. <laughs> oh man, dude, uh, why? <laughs> I had a friend that took Latin in high school. Do you remember yeah. a lot of it? It's a dead language. It is a dead language. Bono Vox means good voice. And hey, that's what I have to say about it. It came. It came up. You used it in real life application. Yeah. I'm gonna be singing some Latin with some guys from church. Oh yeah. Yeah, we actually sing Latin at, at the Mass every Sunday. So oh. I know, like, some Latin songs. I don't know you translate exactly it? what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of know what I'm saying, but um, my uh, my priest has asked a number of us that he knows how to sing to, like, get together and sing some songs, and a number of them are in Latin. It's a dead language, but not not, not in the church. Them. Yeah. I I. So you sing in like a is it like a choir? It'll be it'll it will be in like a choir, yeah. yeah. But in, in the mass, like on Sunday, there are specific songs or parts that are right in Latin. Yep, that's cool. I used to do some music for the church. Oh, yeah? I was fucked with that, yeah, when I was younger. Um, I would like 
I would stay after and like help out the band and then we would play like every once in a while we had like a little band that would just set up on stage and play like only on like special services and stuff but I do miss that I mean it's cool but any kind of like performing music at any point is cool were you were you doing much of music before that um yeah I mean I started like taking lessons when I was in middle school and like that was kind of a like other people who took lessons there like we'd like for he'd like form little bands for us and like be like i feel like you guys are kind of all on the same skill level like why don't you start practicing together what instrument uh i played drums okay um which i still play now but then i got into like a keyboard when i was in college like just kind of fucking around and teaching myself so I'm not that good at keyboard, but I do like it a lot. So that's Dude, you're a musician. I guess. You didn't tell me, but he was also he was also <laughs> talking about this band that he played in, that you played in in high school or college. Yeah. And then you played with the church. Yeah. I've, I've always um, been tied in with music yeah. in some way. So, yeah. Shout out the band. I was just with those guys a uh, couple weekends ago. You guys play when you link up? Yeah. Yeah. We just, like, meet up and play for the day portion and then just like you know drink beer and kind of chill and hang out again for the night portion so it's always a good time we usually pick like one or two covers to do so they would jam they would jam down in blacksburg like in the house yeah yeah that's pretty cool how you guys, you guys how did a couple shows a couple little shows too we t- we played three shows we had one more planned and then covid but we did play three shows Fire. Yeah. You've yeah. got a musical background too, don't you, Calvin? Yeah, that's why I'm I'm poking and prodding. <laughs> um yeah, I play in a group right now. We've been we've been together for a couple years and been playing like a few weekends a month. I sing, I play guitar. And just found out our drummer's moving to Maine. It's like breaking news. I'm breaking that news on the podcast. So the, our band's called Cowpoke. Good Friday's exclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The exclusive here is that our drummer, Quinn, if you're listening, good luck in Maine, but I'm letting everyone know that's where you're headed. And so we're in a predicament here. Yeah, that is a predicament. And now I know that you play <laughs> drums. Let's go. The commute is far. You ever play down in Charlottesville? No, but Quinn <laughs> drives up from Richmond. so. Oh, no. I have zero excuse. <laughs> I'm moving to Maine tomorrow. Damn. The problem with oh, I guess I actually do have drums. I have literally no excuse not to be in your band. Fine, fine, I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. Finding a drummer is going to be really hard. Yeah. Um, we had to replace our first drummer, and it, it took a while. You know, if it was a guitar player, you know, they're they're a dime a dozen. You know, we're we're not anything special. You know, as guitar players or even singers too, but drummers are hard. Not only because less there are less drummers than there are guitar players, but because to play drums, there's personality. There's personality, you know, intertwined in there, and drummers yeah. have certain personality types. So it's more than just drumming at that point. You got to gel. We got to gel. Yeah. Yeah. The the dude who plays um drums in our band that we had in college and still now um lives in baltimore matt he's fucking like the music like the musical like 
talent is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like such an idiot when I play with those guys because like they're all just like insane. Like, um, but it's nice to be in a band where you're the worst member because then you know you guys are good. You know, like yeah, it's kind of like, like you want to be. You don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, you're like soaking uh, up their skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're, if I was like in a band and I'm like I'm the best one here, like the band is bad, <laughs> you know, because I'm not like a <laughs> top top tier musician. Yeah. So it's like when I'm in there and I'm like, okay, like I need to like keep up. Then I know things are sounding good in the general sense. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Um, so both Quinn, the drummer, and our horn player Brian. They went to school for music, like college. Oh, nice. They were in music programs at school. They got degrees in music, and they talk with music lingo. And me, I'm I'm not you know classically trained or anything like that. Right. I just look up the chords and sing the songs, and you know. So I I definitely I'm definitely on that on that wave of of soaking up what they're what they're putting out. Do you write? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I write songs too. That's awesome. So I bring that, I bring that to the band too. That's like a that's a thing that just astounds me. Like um, writing songs is like a something I feel like I, I like have ideas, you know, and I like write little, whatever they they could they end up being like sixteen bar loops or something. But mm-hmm. like writing lyrics is something I've always like wanted to do but i can never just like i feel like i can never like get inspired enough to start it yeah i'm sort of the same way when i was younger i gravitated more towards like writing raps versus like trying to write a chorus to a song or something but i just thought it was there's something creative about it and i like that creative feeling i would get whenever i would like yeah a few lines line up yeah you're flexing a a, like you're like working a muscle in your brain that's not Mm. being worked by just like you know doing your schoolwork or whatever Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to make rap songs too, like growing up, and writing writing songs for the band or writing songs on the guitar is so much harder because when you're rapping, you're thinking of obviously there's like flow, but there's no melody. You just need to come up with like the rhyme patterns, right. and, and but with a song that you're writing on guitar or piano or something like that, where there, where there's melody, you gotta. You're thinking about the melody too, and how the song, how the lyrics are gonna sound. Yeah, it's hard, man. I, I believe I, it. I, I don't write as much as I as I like, and nine times out of ten, when I sit down to write a song, like get maybe a, a verse and a chorus in, and then I'm just like, this is not good. And yeah, I'll leave it alone. Yeah, I guess. So, do you have like a, do you have something that kind of sparks? creativity with you like a creative process or is it kind of just like if you have a thought you'll write it down and come back to it later or yeah so I think the inspiration to like sit down and and write a song it could come from a lot of times it'll it'll come from something that's going on a feeling that I'm feeling yeah why am I happy why am I sad you know things like this Um, but a lot of times especially lately where I feel like I do have like these blocks is 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 really just comes from just forcing myself to like sit on the couch with my guitar and just like write. Yeah. Just do it. Just do it. It's kind of like I, I I've heard when it comes to writing, like when you're writing a book, like you've gotta it you can't wait for inspiration to strike. You've gotta kinda just like force yourself to 
allot the time that's needed each day and hopefully during one of those sessions you know something like there's it a stroke clicks. of genius in yeah. there yeah that's pretty cool yeah i feel like i've heard in instances like that it's just important to get something penned down you know if you're at a point of struggle whatever thoughts you're having write them out because it might open up a path of creativity in your brain because it's a little clogged up or something like that or you can get an idea you might write two or three things down that don't necessarily correlate to each other but you're able to sync them together to get a new idea maybe mm-hmm. like journaling is kind of like that too mm-hmm. i don't i don't have a uh, a journaling like program even though I've, st- I've started them i'll go for like a few i'm gonna write for 10 minutes every day yeah and the people that are people that have been journaling for you know since they were kids you know they just kind of do it you know because mm-hmm. th- that's like how they how they grew up you know doing it. if they if they're not writing they need to be writing or else it feels like like i said like they're not they're not flexing that muscle um so to actually get in the habit of of writing of writing your daily thoughts would be like really cool but when i have done it and i uh, you know that's what it is and i'm just writing you know first things that come into my head yeah yeah yeah, I did. A, I've done. <laughs> I feel like I never stick to it either. But like, I've tried to to journal. It's usually like uh, part of a detox. Like, if I get really fucked up, <laughs> I wake up the next morning all fucking hungover. My head's pounding. I'm just like, all right, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm gonna start journaling and you know, like vision board, like the whole fucking the whole nine. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's good to do anything creative. We talked about that. I think might have even been last week, but. Anything creative is always a good idea. It's kind of what we're doing right now. That's right. True. We're not putting pen to paper, but we're putting our our lips to the microphone. Pause. Pause. We're, put, we're putting our thoughts on the uh, radiocentric airwaves. Mm. I, don't, I don't think that's a word. Radio Shack. But we're here. Did you know there's still Radio Shacks? They're, those are not 100% closed. Just an online store? Or is it like brick and mortar stores? Like brick and mortar stores still wow. exist. Did not know that. I, I know, that like the only I only know of one, but it's like in the boonies of Southwest Virginia, mm. like down not like where Blacksburg is, like that area, but like in the sticks, there's a Radio Shack that's still open down there. Do you think Radio Shack knows that they're still open? They probably just don't care. They didn't get I, the message. I <laughs> they might have just not. They never shut it down. They just never turn. <laughs> they never shut it down. But and like nobody knows about it. That's why they have all this inventory. And they're yeah. still selling products from 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, like the fucking uh, like auxiliary thing that plugs into the cassette player. Yeah, or Shit even like just those those the speakers that have been like or no the radios that have been like the the new default radios for like the last thirteen years with like the the blue lights. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like the classic default new radio. Yeah. But I thought Radio Shack died when Circuit City died. Did you know of any Circuit Cities? Do it like that are still there, or like, period, or just in general? I yeah, know. I mean, because um, there was a lot, and uh, at one point <laughs> there were so many. At one point, like my dad was selling them something, so ah. like he like would go to Circuit. Like that was like part of. Well, we still do now, like visiting customers, mm. like some of the customers were Circuit City. What did uh, what did Best Buy do that Circuit City just did not? Like, I why don't know. why is Best Buy still here? Geek Squad, that fucking Best Buy's got to be dying though. It's the Geek Squad, bro. 
I, I just feel like every time I go in a Best Buy, it's like dead in there. It is dead. <laughs> they don't do anything. Well, like, when are you I, going? Huh? You going on Black Friday? No. It's but like people buy shit online Friday. now. I mean, you know. Yeah, I guess. What are you gonna like? What deal can you get at Best Buy that is not on Amazon or at Walmart? You know. So yeah. the last time I went to a Best Buy was to get my mom a new phone. You know. Yeah. That I would never get myself my phone from Best Buy. Yeah. But I it just seemed like like my mom's phone broke, mm-hmm. and I was like, we need to go buy a phone, and we just couldn't get into the Verizon store that day, and I was like. Just, I think you could just buy a phone and from Best Buy and get it hooked up right there, and that's yeah. what we did. I did that once. It was a, a fine experience. I don't hate Best Buy. <laughs> I just feel like it's point. Like it has no point to me. Like, um, like uh, or I, a good example is like I needed some stuff for this, like some wires, like ex- extension cables and stuff, and they didn't fucking have any of it. They didn't even have like a long auxiliary cable. Mm. Like what? What the fuck is the purpose of your store if you don't sell like a ten foot auxiliary? Like nothing crazy. It's just a ten foot auxiliary cable. Like you buy the shit at Walmart. Because it's for like older people, not for the youth. Not for the youth that's looking for an aux. But well, is the is the aux cable like young person's thing at this point? No, I just think that older people they still like to go in and buy things from stores. True. And with Best Buy. You know, they've got sections, you know, where you can like demo the gear or you can, wa- you know, watch the television and you get, you're supposed to get good customer service. I've got no reason to buy anything from Best Buy. Also, w- we have Crutchfield in Charlottesville, which is kind of spoils us because that is like a mm. all star fucking top tier electronics store. Whoa. So shout out Crutchfield. I want to get a sponsorship. Shout out. Yeah, last time I went to Best Buy was to get a JBL speaker, a little okay. Bluetooth speaker. How come you didn't order it online? I was I was in the area. No, I just didn't want to order it online. You, you want to try it out first? I, I hook up and I play it in there. Yeah, where were you playing? What was I playing? Yeah, what were you <laughs> testing out? I was playing some Riff Raff and some yep. Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Riff Raff and Kendrick Lamar. Um, and then some, uh, what's his name? The, uh, the guy from South Korea, uh, Psy. Gangnam Style. Style, Yeah. I was playing that too. Yeah. I mean, that's a good, uh, demo track. It went crazy. Yeah. There's some good bass on that song (laughs) that you could test out. It went crazy. And the speakers around it, they had the, what's it called when it shows like the lines moving up and down with the music? Like the visual, the visualizer. Okay. The EQ. Yeah. Yeah. The EQ. The other speakers were like going up and down to the EQ of, um, Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. So Whoa. this bit is going too far. It's fire. <laughs> but um, what's the deal with CeeLo Green, huh? Whoa. Do you know what he's talking about? I know who CeeLo Green is. No, I, I don't know, know who CeeLo Green. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> yeah. What do you? All mean? right. When did you first, CJ? When did you first hear about CeeLo Green? The long, first time. Oh. Uh, I, I mean, I don't really... You don't remember? I don't remember the day. <laughs> I remember... Well, I don't remember the day, but, like, what was it? Like, oh, that's CeeLo Green? Uh, I don't know. I remember 
Okay, so I remember hearing his song, um, the Fu song. Yeah, oh, that's and then like, green. and then yeah. looking okay. him up and being like, "Oh, this is the guy that sings crazy." Yeah, because I knew a couple of Gnarls Barkley songs. Did you know that? Oh no, that's see now. This is that's CeeLo Green. Me. That's ah, CeeLo Green. Okay. That's what's the deal with CeeLo Green? Because I was the same way. I didn't know. I thought the Fu forget you. That would be my first experience. That's CeeLo Green. That's all he. That's all he does. And then it wasn't until like last year or the year before. When I realized he was Gnarls Barkley, mm-hmm. he was in The Goody Mob. Mm, I didn't know that. And I think he was in another one. But The Goody Mob, that blew my mind, too. I'm like, what? The only song I know is Cell Therapy. But He's a talented guy. Yeah, I just didn't know he was that. Shout out CeeLo. That versatile. Where did that come from? Was that a thought that you had prepared for us? It was something that I thought about the other day. Because I was like, I just think it's so, because when Forget You came out, He's he was probably like in his mid thirties, late thirties. Uh, he's probably getting no up idea. there now, and I feel like he's been semi controversial in the last two years. I feel like he had maybe for what he might have had a case. <laughs> Wait, CeeLo Green was controversial in the last two years. He might have had a What'd case or something. I'm not even lying. <laughs> but we he wasn't s- taking the vaccine. Yeah, 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 yeah. CeeLo Green. No, he came in. No, oh, this was from 2014 or 2015. Never mind. I, okay. th- I don't want to hash up old stuff. Sorry. The Sealer Greens. We're going to forget about that. Okay. Did you know Spotify has an AI DJ now? Oh. Uh, is it that Smart Shuffle? No, no, no. It's literally a DJ that talks to you in between uh, songs like you're listening to a radio station, but it's cool. not real. It's AI. I did not know that. It's wild. I did was listening to it today. Does he say your name? Uh, No, but it's like some of it's cool. Some of it's a little cheesy, in my opinion. Like, um, but it's in beta, and I feel like it's gonna get smarter. But like, so it'll play songs for you that like you like, obviously, and or um, songs you used to listen to and not, don't listen to very much anymore. But like every three or four songs, it'll he'll come in and like give you some facts about the song you're about to listen to. Um, so is it, it's like quick facts. Or is is it unique? Is there any uniqueness, or you think it's just like a regular? So right now, schedule? I don't see that much uniqueness, other than the fact that it's building a radio station for you. But Spotify kind of already does that. Yeah, I was gonna say Apple. Apple does that for me. You know, there's a station called Yeah Calvin Station, and it's playing songs that are already in my library, but then it's mixing in like some newer stuff. It's right. pretty cool. I can imagine the AI DJ like trying to sell you products though that's the like scary part <laughs> gonna yeah. start doing plugs yeah ad reads but yeah i mean it's basically this the stuff they've already been doing but now like it it would be like listening to that station but every once in a while it would like tell you something about the music you're listening to mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know it's a little corny but i guess it's kind of cool and then like i don't know it just feels like weird i i i wasn't a huge fan of it overall but it is pretty wild it's like talking to you and saying things and it's not real. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I probably won't use the feature that much I, anyways. Yeah. Just because <laughs> I like song to song to song. I don't necessarily want to hear. Um, actually, if I want to hear it, I'll turn on the radio and hear good old radio talk probably. I mean, yeah. I'll try it out maybe once. But No, like that's all. I feel like I'll probably try it like one more time to get a little bit more because I only did it for like 30 minutes probably. Um, just 
because I mean most of it's just music like that's in your library so it's not that much different than just like shuffling and then they put some suggestions in there too so they played me some uh, Macadelic which was nice mm. I haven't listened to that tape in a long time that's and a good one yeah have um, you guys seen it uh, messed with the chat GPT much I haven't messed with it personally but I feel like I've seen a lot of AI it. um I was hearing some people talk about it today. Just the kinds of conversation people are getting in arguments with it because they're getting into like such heated debates with this AI. Um, I talked to it. Yeah, how was it? I haven't done it, so he was cool, man. What a <laughs> nice like. guy. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty cool. I just I got into a conversation. I didn't know what to type type into it. You know, basically, I told it. I was like, he he basically introduced himself. He's like, I'm chatbot GPT. I do this. I can look up things for you. Da, da, da. I was like, I told him, I, I said, you're basically like Google, you know, because he was like, I can't have opinions about anything. So I told him, kind of firing a shot off at him, like Google's better than you. And that was it. It was kind of boring. <laughs> I've heard that it's like, there is like subtle interests plugged into it so like some things it doesn't really give an opinion on but the way it describes something is like a biased opinion so like there are still like there's influence on it for sure yeah i think so too and i guess the commentary i was hearing about it today is people were sort of using it like google um and they were just talking about like the power that something like that can hold and then they brought up the fact like this is average people able to go online and use this kind of technology so then people were bringing up like where do you think our military defense technology and stuff like if, w- if we're all doing this now there's probably a much more is it is it likely to think that there's a much more complex ai already in service yeah i i think the bigger something gets like ai that a good way to track that is how accessible it is so like when something's not a huge huge thing it's not accessible to anyone other than like a few individuals but like when it gets to the point where we can just like fucking (laughs) use it then i i don't think it's i don't think it's a hundred percent there's like a super higher intelligence one being used but it's definitely not a bad take to have you guys have airpods no. Never. I feel like, and uh, maybe this is just me being old, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot of people, like kids, constantly having e- the AirPods in. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be posing in photos with like their parents and stuff with the AirPods in. And I don't remember doing stuff like that when I was little. Like My parents would rip fucking headphones out of my ears if I tried to like be at a family dinner with them with Seriously. headphones in. But that's my parents too. Well, th- they're easier to kind of keep in your ear and be wearing just like all the time, like constantly be wearing them because you, you only need to have like one in Um they're not corded. So, you know, you don't have to mess with the cord. There's no visible cord. Now I just, I just won't get them cause I just think that they look kind of silly. Um, that's not a knock on any of you guys who, who wear AirPods that are listening. I just mean they look silly on me. I got funny looking earlobes. So, um, but also I'm deathly afraid of losing one, dude. Yeah, and they're I, expensive too. Yeah, they 
really expensive. Right I now. mean, I guess I can't really make the argument about losing one because I do have like wireless earbuds like that, just not AirPods. But right. um, I don't know. I've like the original AirPods, like that shape of headphone. I'm not a fan of. Like, it didn't work for me on the wire. Like I had the wired ones that were like that, the OG shape, and they just fall out of my ears. So. I guess the AirPod Pros are probably fine because they're like more of like a, you know, like the rubber end, like a normal headphone. But yeah, I don't know. But yeah, to kind of speak on the um, like people wearing them all the time, like younger people without sounding too old. Like I just feel like that's like a thing. Like technology is becoming so like infused with like growing up that like shit like that is happening now. Whereas when we were younger, it just wasn't that way. Yeah, It's like wearing a watch. Yeah. I think it's antisocial. Antisocial? Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it is a little crazy. I was sort of, I mean, I was listening, I would listen to music on the way to like a family reunion or something, but when I got out the car, I was like interacting with people. Yeah, it's, it's not good because it's like putting everyone in their own little, in their own little bubble. Yeah, which, I mean, like I love my earbuds for, taking walks and shit um, just because it's a lot less bulky than putting on headphones like this which I do love wearing like big headphones for if I'm trying to just like listen to music at my house or something and I don't want to make any noise but yeah I don't know I mean I'm in on the whole wireless earbuds thing but just kids and technology being too intertwined in general is kind of a scary thing Mm. you walk around the house with like listening to music with your headphones on yeah I'm at the point in my life now where I I won't even really listen to music if I'm like like it's hard for me to listen to music if I'm by myself, if that makes sense. Hmm. Like I still have some stuff on. I think like sometimes like shows or podcasts are a little bit more for you didn't just one person to be listening. Um but to me so much of so much joy that I get out of music now and listening to music is like having it on with having it on with my wife and like one thing I've noticed is that if I'm when I'm playing music in the house and she's like can you put headphones on I'm like bummed out you know I don't yeah. want li- to I don't want to be the only one listening, <laughs> listening <laughs> to this does that make sense yeah same way um no I still <laughs> like like sometimes I just want to fucking listen to an album the way you would like watch a movie Real. and like I would rather do that with headphones by myself than like, cause like I love to listen to music with my girlfriend, but like I understand if she doesn't want to sit and listen to an album and not talk to me for 50 minutes, you know what I mean? Like I like that's a normal way to be. So if there's something that comes out that I'm like really, really interested in, like definitely big oh, yeah, headphones, like yeah. just um, serious quote air quotes, serious listening, then I definitely will dig some headphones. Plus, Living in an apartment, like, anytime I'm outside, like, on my balcony, I feel weird putting a speaker on, you know, if it's just me. Are you afraid that your your neighbors are going to get upset? Yeah. What are you listening to that you're afraid will upset them? <laughs> I mean, I just don't... It's more just, like, the thought of it happening and, like, the social anxiety of that, like, of just having, like, someone come out and be like, hey, can you turn that down? And then I'm like... I feel weird, but like I'm so busy worrying about that that I'm not actually listening to the music. So 
I'll put on headphones if it's just me, like most of the time. But that situation doesn't happen too often because if I'm out on the porch, I'm generally with people. I try to keep it low. But one time, my neighbor did yell at us for listening to music. She told us that she had work in the morning. I was like, okay, it's a Monday, so we also have work in the morning. Mm. And it was like nine o'clock. Mm. I'd be going to bed at nine o'clock. You're right. Sorry. That's all right, though. Handle your candle. Hmm. Handle your candle. I go to sleep early now, too. What time do you go to bed? Um, Like 10, that's 11. That's not early, dog. It's early. That's early. All things considered. 10, 11 is early? I'm going to bed at like midnight. That's crazy. But I mean, the early, like, I'll get, I've been trying to get up early, but it's still not like you getting up early. Like, because I, if I'm not traveling, I work from home. So. I w- if I get up at 7, it's to, like, get up, have a cup of coffee, and, like, read a book, not, like, get ready and get in a car and go somewhere, you know? So, mm-hmm. like, even an early wake-up for me, I can still do it off of less sleep because it's, like, a soft, you know? I don't have to, like, jump out of bed or anything. What time you go to sleep, Josh? 9, 9.30 usually. Sometimes I'm in bed before 9. Mm. And that's a great sleep. Mm. And then I'm up at 4, 4.30. Maybe five. What's your morning routine? You t- you like take ten to the dogs in the morning, or do you just kind of get up and go? Wake up, brush my teeth, get dressed, take the dogs out, and then I'm gone. No okay. breakfast. No breakfast. I bring one dog with me. Do you alternate which dog you bring? No, I haven't brought our puppy to work yet. I gotta send in some his shop paperwork. So that's so cool. You get to bring your dog to work. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's really yeah, nice, it's nice of them. Benefit for sure. Does he get paid too? No. <laughs> <laughs> he gets free shelter for the day, though. Yeah. Unless I'm bringing him out in the field. Do they, like, take... Is What's it like? Like, are they in a place where they can just use the bathroom? Or, like, do they take no, care of a, them? it's or? like an air-conditioned room. Heating okay. and air. It's like... It's a kennel. There's six different rooms. And you sign up for a room. But then you're responsible for keeping that room clean. So, like, if I wanted to, I can bring both dogs and have them in the one room. Oh, okay. But right now it's just Guinness. And, and then any room. damage is on you. Yeah. And then the w- there's a sense. schedule for everybody who houses their dogs in there. There's a like a cleaning schedule that you rotate. Oh, okay. So like I think my next one is in like middle of April. Okay. Which isn't a lot. It takes me like 15 minutes to clean. Right. But yeah, it's cool. I enjoy it. I recently uh, found out I have a pretty nice... Um, spot to watch the sunset right in my mm. backyard so we're like really close to monticello high school so if you like walk across the lake which our apartment complex sits on you get to like their sports complex and you can like walk up this hill and then you're like just sitting on a hilltop mm. like but it's a pretty good like you have like a pretty solid view which i was kind of upset it took me this long to find but yeah. at the same time like it was cool i just kind of stumbled upon it on Saturday. It's just kind of walking around. It's good to explore. Yeah. Yeah, I had the place to myself for the weekend, so I just kind of hung out around the house, and then it was pretty nice day Saturday, so I just took a walk. Fire. You recently, Calvin, you recently moved out to the sticks, man. Yeah. How is it? It's cool. It's cool. I, I can definitely relate to, uh, you know, I can relate to you a lot better, Josh, because... Yeah. You've been growing up out here like your whole life and 
Anytime I would come out here, I'd be like, what the? This guy. Yeah. Um, no, it's awesome. Um, and I've been in, in, in Warrington, which is the, the town. Um, north. North, yeah, close by for yeah. just a couple of years now. But even being out in Amosville, it's it's different. Um, I'm, like, cool with all the guys, like, up at Mayhew's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're cool, the locals. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like I go to the, I went to the dump today and – you know, seeing people at the dump, and it's kind of like, hey, you know, it's it's social hour at the at the Amosville landfill yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, I like it. I I I generally just like being out here more than um, more than where I lived growing up, and um, yeah. So I grew up in Fairfax, and Manassas, and oh, suburbs. so this is like a big this is like a big jump jump for you. Yeah, then I went to college in Richmond, so it's just kind of very. Um, Did you go to VCU? Yeah. Okay, cool. Dope. Yeah, go Rams. Dope. Go Rams. Um, yeah, and then after college, I was, like, getting into, um, like, farming, like, livestock farming. I wanted okay. to go live and work on a farm. I knew I didn't want to jump into anything um, too serious. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a reporter, which is what I went to school for. I went to school for journalism. Um and then, yeah, that's how I wound up in Warrington. And just that was like my first little dose of farm living. Yeah. And I just kind of fell in love with the area. And now I'm here, you know. What do you think it was? What was it for you that like switched it up? You know what I'm saying? Because you went to school for journalism. Yeah. You grew up in like a pretty urban area. And now you're 20. I'm 26. I'll 26. be 27 in a couple months. And you're living out here. Like, like, what do you th- do? You think it was one thing? Do you think it was just the way your life was sort of unfolding, or? Yeah, it was about just kind of following, following a feeling of wanting to try something new. Um, you know, I I wanted to get in, I wanted to get into farming and like learning how to homestead. So obviously, I was thinking about, um leaving leaving a city um, my last couple of months actually living in in Richmond were a little rough I remember um, my home was broken into because my well I, I'll, I'll just backtrack a little bit I, I pull up to the house after being gone for for like a week and my roommates were gone too so this was like the middle of the summer and the front door's wide open and I go in and I check the house out and there you know clearly someone's been through the house and call the police police get there and then like my neighbor comes up to me while i'm talking to the cops and he's like hey man did you get robbed because your front door's been open for like three days now this is like my next door neighbor and so i just had this like brain blast where i'm like wow man this is my neighbor can't even think to go inside and i was like i'm living in this place where we're all on top of each other but i don't even know my neighbor my neighbor doesn't even have the courtesy of like Maybe I mean somebody could be dead in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. Not, that's wild. Like, you got to at least poke your head in there and see what's up. The door's open for three days. Are you? What are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm definitely saying something. Trying to figure something out. Sure. Uh, if, we're neighbor, if we're neighbors, I hope I have your contact somehow. You know what I'm saying? I, no, I, I didn't even know this guy, uh, and then I've been living there for a year, and so I wouldn't have expected him to like try and track me down or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was just kind of, you know emblematic of just kind of some feelings that I was having at the time about being in the city um, and just kind of wanting to, to switch up and get out. Um, 
and kind of living on a farm was kind of like a reset, you know, and I just was following it and found out that, you know, I liked it and liked where I was living and just kind of like reoriented my whole, my whole trajectory there. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, a situation like that would definitely deter me from ever wanting to be in a city at landscape again. Um, yeah, it's, yeah it's, your neighbor's got to do something there. <laughs> at least close the door. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't <laughs> like that. It wasn't that situation primar- primarily. And I do look really fondly like back on those years that I spent um, right. living in Richmond. I mean, it was it was cool. And obviously, like, I love the suburbs too. Yeah, I think it's just about like following a feeling and just kind of mm. you know trying out something new and. Um, it was good. And you're pr- newly married too, right? Yes, sir. About to be six months married. Six, half a year. Let's go. I know it's going to be awesome when we finally hit a year. I mean, it's awesome every day. Um, yeah, I really like, really like being married. Um, W's in the chat. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. This is, this is it, you know? This is it. This is the culmination of a lot of a lot of uh, uh, hard years of work. Mm. Um, not really, though, because it's, it's been really easy. And uh, I really do love my wife. And um, I knew from like a year into dating, dating Savannah, that we were going to be married. And it's awesome that it's like it's awesome that we're married. And I got the rest of my life to kind of look forward to it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I don't think you can ask for a better like mental state after six months of marriage than that. So that's really cool. It's serious too, and it's a it's a life achievement, right? And I look at, and I don't know, I don't know what your friends are like, but I don't know. I just see that you're you've already accomplished something that takes people a long time to find. Sometimes they never find it; Mm -hmm. they just go lost looking for it, and it just passes them by. You know what I mean? So. To have that and to have Savannah, your partner, like together and know that it's really you guys and if you're going to build a family and it's just, it's, that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, at the end of the day, it comes down to what you have around you and to have something strong like that is definitely something that a lot of people want to have, but unfortunately don't get the chance to. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't have a lot of, I'm 26. I don't have a lot of friends that are my age that are married. Um, I don't look at it as an accomplishment so much as I just look at it like, um, just following, just following my path. I mean, I think, I think it's really important for young, young guys to get married. Um, it was kind of one of those things that after school was one of my, was one of my goals, like to get married and it's totally just like moving out to the farm is really. I'm um, just kind of reoriented like my trajectory. You know, I'm thinking less about thinking less about like what I want to what I want to do with my life now because you know, if I can you know, I'll work at 7-Eleven if I can be a good husband and hopefully like a good father. Yeah. You know, and I'll live anywhere too. Um so yeah, that would be um I understand that for a lot of people it's like it may seem like the least practical thing to do in your 20s, 
but I, I know for me it's gonna really it's gonna really help me out. It's totally like changed the way that I see the world and and how I wake up every day. No pressure on you guys. I know y'all. <laughs> that's, <laughs> awesome. that's awesome. No, that's. I love that. Yeah, and it's yeah, definitely like I could see how it would shift your your thoughts on on a lot of things. That's something I never understood. Is like when people say um, that if you date for a long time and live together, like when you get married, like nothing changes. But I just don't buy that. I feel like you're not looking at it in the right sense. If that's the way you feel, I mean, I'm not trying to judge people who who say that, but it's like, if you like, I'm dating my longtime girlfriend now. We live together, but like, I don't feel like we're married. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's that has to be like a big like switch in your mental state. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've just heard people say that before. No, I, I well, I would say just my opinion. I think I would somewhat agree with you because I. I sort of have that same perception. But then I also kind of think it sort of just depends on who's doing it. I sure. feel like everybody's a little different. And you, and some people getting married might flip a switch. I think most people, that's probably what happens. A, a switch is flipped and it sort of makes you act differently. But I think, I think it's possible people just, they already have, they already sort of have that switch flipped. Like Cal said, he knew the week after of meeting Savannah that that was going to be his wife one day. So, True. If you already have that image, it might just, you know. Yeah. So Savannah and I, we didn't live together um, for the entire four years. Oh, really? That we were, um, what was it, four? Yeah, four Four years that we were dating um, before we got married. And that was kind of a, that was a conscious choice. Um, and, you know, um, not to pass judgment on those that are living with their living with their girlfriends, but I think there is something to be said about um, saving them, saving some things until yeah. marriage. Um, and it's, it's really cool how I've, how in getting married, I'm, I've moved in with my wife and I get to experience hmm. her in a new way. And the relationship takes on a new, it becomes more full, you know? So that, that's just my perspective. Um, and yeah that makes sense to me yeah because it makes it's, sense to me too. it's it's new to you it's not something that you've already been doing for x amount of years you know because you it's you're right in the sense that you get to see your partner in, in a new way that you have yet to see them in before which is kind of cool yeah yeah but yeah i thought we, i thought like um, making the jump to living together was going to be like a bigger shock to like the way I live, but like it hasn't been, you know what I mean? Like, obviously it's different. Like, you know, I, I like pick up shit a little bit more than sure. I used to, but like overall, like I never felt like, and I still don't feel like it's like inhibiting anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, I guess part of that obviously is just not having anything to hide, but it, at the same time, like just general, I feel like just like, the point of my life where I'm at right now, like I don't need to just like, like I want to like clean up after myself and like, you know, do my fucking laundry and shit. Like, I feel like maybe if you threw me in this living situation when I was like a sophomore at college, then it would be like, what do you mean? I can't just leave the fucking bong out on the dining room table, <laughs> you know? But like nowadays I feel like it's, 
I'm a lot tidier now too. Yeah. I'm just yeah. a lot more conscientious of of chores and and doing things for the sake of my wife as opposed to like doing things for the sake of my like college roommates who never did anything <laughs> either, you know. Kind of let the place build up. Um but now it's kind of like all right, like I want to I don't want to take four days to do my laundry because like she's going to need to, she's going to need to get in there or I don't want to load the the sink up with dishes. Yeah. I can't, I actually straight up lied. I still suck at laundry, but everything else I'm good at. (laughs) So I just, I I can't lie on air. Laundry. I'll take credit for laundry, but there's definitely some other things I need to get better at around the house or just be a, just be better at picking up on things quicker. You know, You, you knock all your laundry out in a day. I did three loads today. I did my whole wardrobe. See, yeah, that's sometimes impressive. I won't put all my clothes away. I'll fold, they'll be folded, but they won't be put away. Mm. And that's where I mess up. Because then, then they'll just fold it and sit there for a while. So, uh, mine is like just laziness on the um, folding. So like I'll dry them and then like I'll sit them. I'll just leave them in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> live out the dryer. Or live out of the hamper. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's been pretty bad. But what I've started doing is like as soon as a load's done, I just go and drop it on the bed because I know like I'm gonna do it because I'm gonna I want to go to sleep <laughs> that night. So like I just like throw it on the bed and that's been helping because like if I just leave it in the dryer and be like oh I'll grab it out of there when I'm ready to fold it, then it's like three days later. One thing, one chore that I really like doing and I mentioned it earlier is going to the dump. That's like a new thing for me. Um, where we live, we don't have trash service. Oh wow. And it's one of those things that I do that I know Savannah doesn't want to do. And I'm just, I'm just like happy to do it because it's kind of novel, you know, like my whole entire life I've lived, I've lived in it's just, you know, trash goes in the bin, bin goes out to the curb. You know, now I, now I'm actually like more conscious of how long the trash has been in the bin for. Cause then how gross is it going to be when I got to put it and I, and I drive like a hatchback. So it's going in. Ooh. the car mm-hmm. you know so i'm going once a week um yeah i just thought i'd throw that <laughs> throw that out there that's yeah that's yeah we have um we have like trash service that we could just leave our trash outside our door and they come and get it Dang, that's nice but you have a shoot no um so the catch is you have to use you have to put it in your trash can you can't put the bag out there by itself which I don't really understand because the guy just comes around and takes the bag. So I would think that would make it easier on him. That's not in the can. But they kept sending emails out about it. And I kept kind of calling their bluff and saying, like, they're not going to enforce this. And now if you put your trash out not in the trash can, they take a picture of your door and send it to the office. And then you get fined 25 bucks. Whoa. So now I just take the trash across the street to the dumpster because we use our given trash can for um, recycling now because mm. we bought another like a different trash can to use because it needed a lid on it because our cat kept getting in it but anyway fuck the trash system <laughs> so I take my own shit out now but it's just to the dumpster across the street so I just walk it over every day I wonder if I could just burn my trash no Mm-mm. can't do it tell me tell me Josh <laughs> why you can't. not well, you know what? Do it and find out. How about that? Oh, I just thought maybe you would know like <laughs> why it's bad just because of your background. Just, no, it just depends what you're burning, right? Are you burning Diet Coke cans? Are you burning paper plates? Are you burning um, 
paper towels? Like, are you burning tires? Are you burning couches? What are you burning? All of the above, man. All of the above. All of the above. I don't even want to tell you guys what's in my trash can. Nah, what I would do first is just get a compost pile going. You guys got a compost pile going? No, no. Because that can save up. You need one. Yeah. Especially if you're getting chicken soon. Yeah, feed them the compost. Yeah. And was that just just old food? Yeah. Yeah. Banana peels, all that good stuff. Onions, all that. All that great I assume stuff. you guys do that. No. Oh <laughs> yeah, where's your compost? No, from? I we 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 did one for a while when I was growing up, but I remember learning about it in school, and it's just a it's an easier way to you just save all your food scraps essentially. Yeah, save on waste, turn it into soil, all that earth centric stuff. Mm. Can you take the compost and like spread Dump it out it over your yeah. lawn? Yeah, that's what it's used for. It's fertilizer. Yeah, or it can be it, when everything breaks down. You have to wait I, for I it to decompose. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think. S- there are some you can just have a bent, and then there's some where you can like rotate them. So it, I don't know all the science behind it, but it's supposed to be good for it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, all that stuff decomposes, and it's like how we are we are um, human beings when we're put into the ground. Aside from the casket and the formaldehyde, our bodies are supposed to break down into the soil and stuff. And well, it's just got morbid. Sorry, it's okay. I'm saying we're, you know, people are. Animal and, and all right, let's say animals. Forget I said people. And when animals die, they break down. They become one with the soil. You know what I'm saying? We're all one. Us, we're all soil, one. Even the food, the soil, us. Yeah, we're all one. They're all yellow. Are y'all gonna get some chickens? No. Ah, eh, maybe one day. You got a good lot here. You could get some. I feel like that man Guinness would go crazy on those chickens at this point. You think the mics are picking them up? Uh no, I don't Sweet. think so. Well, uh, well, yeah, actually, maybe, but no, I it's fine. Cool. It's like so that. Um, isn't that the beginning of a Mac Miller song? There's dogs barking in the background. I think so. I don't know what song it is. Well, like. it just makes the show sound that much more real, you know. Uh, yeah, it's raw. Sierra home. Is that yeah, what she just got home? Queen of the castle. I didn't turn the outside light on. Oh man, I'm in the doghouse. We're now. in here talking about how good at chores we are. Come on, man. I I could wash. I could do laundry. That's it. Dude, your parents came in and set up, uh, set up this motion light. Then now we have a motion light the outside. Yeah. You like it? I love it, dude. Your parents are the best landlords. It's awesome. Shout! They're listening right now. Hello. Yeah. Shout out. They were always. They were always the my favorite people to come down when we were in school and still some of my favorite people. So when did you two meet? Uh, we went on a date at Chili's before freshman year of college. 2017. 17. You went on a date? We, cause we met on the Facebook thing to we like to Facebook try page. to get like, try to meet a roommate before we got to school. Yeah. So we were like, well, let's meet up and chat. And we went to Chili's had dinner. Oh, fire. Sounds awesome. I mean, it, it was, was great. Cool. You guys just hit it off at the Chili's, huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard not to with that fucking ambiance and Chili's. But yeah, we we went and it like was not awkward. So we were like, well, let's just. It seems good, you know. <laughs> like it's one of those things. Like like it wasn't awkward, so we should just room together because it's obviously going to work pretty well. Yo, finding finding roommates in college is so stressful, and so scary. So I feel like if you two met once hit it off that's pretty good and you guys are still friends mm-hmm. yeah uh f- i had like i feel like we had like a super lucky roommate situation like i feel like i never had to scramble 
to find. Like it was us and then it was us with Corey. And then when you moved out, a friend of mine had just transferred into tech and needed somewhere to live. So I was like, just plug them right in. It was like super easy. Clockwork. It was cool. You ever you ever have any really bad roommates? Probably. Nah, nah. I got really lucky too. I got really lucky too. I um I transferred to VCU my junior year, um, so I never had to stay in a dorm or anything like this. But um, I moved in. I I, I found this like post on Facebook, so I found the the, the apartment on Facebook, and. There was a girl living there. Her name was Elizabeth. And so I went to meet meet Liz. And yeah, we got along cool. And she, she, to be honest, I just like showed up and she didn't really ask me any questions. She just kind of like took me in, which was, was kind of cool. And I was a bit nervous about like rooming with, rooming with a girl, especially a girl I didn't know. It was like the first place that I lived like outside of my parents' home. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and actually we're still friends, so it like worked out, and I've had a few roommate, couple roommates since then. So no, I never, I never, I don't have any like horror kind of roommate stories. I know people that did though, like from school. Yeah, I've gotten pretty lucky my whole time too. But yep. Oh, this is a small thought. Um, but it's not really a conversation. I just thought it was cool and you guys would like it. The University of Arizona, their commercial for their school uses the uh, I Wonder sample, like the actual uh, song. And it is it hits. I was yeah. I wanted to go to Arizona after I saw really? it. I, I saw it, I was like, because it started and I could like hear it a little bit. I was like, this sounds so familiar. And, and then it, the beat didn't drop. It was no, just the original sample. It was just the this actual song. But L. I don't know, man. For a college commercial, that kind of hits. I'm just kidding. It sounds awesome. And then it's like driven by wonder or something. I'm like, fuck yeah. Shout out Arizona. I love that song. I've seen a couple do this at a wedding where they uh, they were slow dancing to the sample of my song. Yeah. And then the bass dropped. And then everybody started going crazy and everybody started dancing. It was It was pretty cool. And it was like an outside wedding, like on the streets and stuff. It was dressed up really nice. What's the guy's name? Lobby? What's who produced it? No, the uh, oh, singer my sings my so, yeah, song. Yeah, my song. It's um, he's got couple, Yeah, he's got a couple other songs that we really like, Savannah and I. This is my song. And I thought it was like late. My song, Lobby Safre. Ah, Lobby. He Lobby's <laughs> got another really good song called um, Telephone. You guys mm. need to check it out. Throw it on good radio. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Throw it in the playlist. You get to be on the playlist this week. Could I? Yeah. Could I send some like? Could I send some other songs yeah, we'll over to you, put in? Well, you'll have five songs. Yeah, you get playlist. five. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So this is a playlist that you guys update weekly, every yeah. week. Yeah. And then when then we have guests, they get to come on. Which I guess we could get one going on Apple Music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get on there. We could if we wanted to. <laughs> yeah, but we don't. They no, haven't I'm just given kidding. us any money yet. Yeah. Spotify paid us ten million. Clearly. Yeah. You can tell by our fucking pink microphone dude so my wife has spotify and i have apple whoa so but we're so we're paying double why house divided well why do you do that if you guys both get on spotify you could have a blended playlist that would update for you uh i think th- i think we do need it's getting to be about that time where we do need to to switch you know business has been slow lately and 
can't really afford it. Now, for a, a family plan on Spotify, it's it's a little extra though, right? You it's you get like five or six accounts for like fifteen bucks a month. Fifteen bucks is that what it is? I think it's might be less than that. I feel like the the family deal on Spotify is like a killer deal. Maybe it's like not that much more than a single. So it's definitely the way to do it. You get five or six users. So yeah, you get a few more other. You get a if you get anybody to join it, then you could just all throw. I like both of them. I like Spotify and I like Apple. What's on Apple? What does Apple have that Spotify doesn't have? (sighs) (laughs) Well, well, I know, I know that I first signed up for Apple Music because there were some albums that were coming onto Apple, like basically these exclusive deals. Like I remember, um. I don't know if it was a Drake album that hit Apple like a day earlier, you know, as an exclusive, but views def- did. Yeah, so yeah, so it was views and then also um Blonde by Frank Ocean was on was on Apple maybe a few days earlier and then the entire um endless mm. video show was was on Apple. So Apple does have like some exclusive stuff, right? I think they do. I think Ye's all the Donda shows were on were Apple exclusive. They get um, Zane Lowe. He has his interviews on there. Spotify doesn't have interviews. I didn't. I was. Know gonna, that. I feel like Apple does a lot more video stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But man, Spotify is expanding rapidly. They do audiobooks now. They do like a Patreon style, like subscribe for mm. certain podcasts now. Like, I feel like they're they're coming. Like they just keep getting bigger and bigger. But yeah, I did know Apple did. I've heard that Spotify is like really good for like curating like special pl- like they've got and, and Apple has the same thing where it's like playlists that are updated and, and curated but I think Spotify is like more known for better curated playlists I had speaking from experience because I used Apple Music in high school and then freshman year of college is when I got back on Spotify and I just felt like I could find new music easier on Spotify than I could Apple so maybe that's because of the curated playlist. I know Spotify has the Discover Weekly, which I'm sure Apple has some form of that too. But I just had I just had more luck using Spotify than Apple for finding new music. Yeah, I, I can't really speak on it too much. I've never used Apple Music, so it's it's hard, but they pretty much do the same. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Same thing. thing. I'm just stubborn, you know. I've yeah. been I've been on Apple for a long time. But I'm good at compromising now. I'm getting better. You could just pay for YouTube or SoundCloud and get the same exact stuff. Mm, sometimes I'm when kidding. I'm watching my fourth <laughs> advertisement in a five minute long video. YouTube? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to get it. Buy it. Yeah. Buy YouTube Premium. It it's I think it's Six $10. Bucks I think it's $10 a month. month. What do you watch YouTube on primarily? Like your TV or on your phone or on definitely, your computer? Definitely on my computer. We don't have a TV at the house. I'm about to speak some truth to you. You got to get an ad blocker. So the ad blocker blocks all the... So if you get an ad blocker, that. if you get an ad blocker and you watch YouTube, there are no ads. I can YouTube, swear I'm running something. I'm already running. I didn't do blocker. anything wrong. First, I mean, YouTube, the thing that's like cool about YouTube is they just ignored it because obviously they're aware it exists. So they're choosing not to let, like they're choosing to just let you do that. But 
Um, this is for sure going to work because I'll go home and download it right now. Yeah, it's just like a Chrome extension. Don't get a virus code. I got to get on Chrome. Wait, what do you use? Mozilla. I, I use Edge, Microsoft Edge. Well, I use, I use Edge on one computer and then on another computer I do use Chrome. I mean, I'm sure there's a way to do it on Edge. I just don't know how to get like extensions like that on Edge, but I mean, I'm sure there is, but... Yeah, it's just like a Chrome extension, and then you it's free, and then you just don't get ads on YouTube. But here would, here's what would also be cool about YouTube Premium is I would watch way more. The reason I don't watch YouTube on my phone is because if you're watching YouTube on your phone, it's got to be like the only – you can't like lock the phone and, and have yes. it play. So yes. you can get the premium, and then you can have it – you know, play in the background unless you've got a a, a workaround for <laughs> no. I, I can do it on my phone. I, oh, I can't too. I, I can't. You can't. I can't turn the screen off. You can't I turn can. the screen. You what? can turn the screen yeah. off and have it just play. Yeah, that's fine. I can but play you it can't like do it in the YouTube app. Oh, you, you have go. to be on YouTube through Chrome because you can play stuff through Chrome while your phone's locked. So you go on YouTube through Chrome, play the video, lock your phone. It stops. Unlock or wake your phone up. Hit the clock. It'll bring down play song and it'll show your chrome tab playing you just hit play but i like the app fast fact well you like the well, app plus you're still gonna you get like ads on the into mobile. It when it's locked the mobile is always gonna have ads there's not app blockers for your phone but there is for your computer and mm. it's a game changer i'm gonna try that out what the app block? i haven't had that happen ads on my phone oh from youtube and the browser when it's locked mm. try it out though um you don't use SoundCloud anymore? I use it to listen to my old music. <laughs> and sometimes go through my old um, likes. But I, I did used to listen to music on SoundCloud, though. Like, a lot of underground. That's how, that's a hot, that's how I used to find new music was on SoundCloud, too. Like that's the first time I heard Bryson Tiller was, like, on SoundCloud. For real? Or, like, Lil Uzi. The SoundCloud era. SoundCloud era. It's I didn't know Bryson Tiller was, like, he wasn't SoundCloud era though, but that's the first time you heard him was on SoundCloud. I didn't know where else to listen to his music. I think that's where he was getting all his. I didn't his even views know that. from. I'm pretty sure Don't came that out on it. SoundCloud and then Damn. it just blew up. Hey, you're probably right. That's raw, man. Like <laughs> it's finding new shit on on SoundCloud is. That's how you get some real raw shit for sure. Yeah, there's some funny stuff on SoundCloud. It was a moment in time. Now I. I feel like at least when I was in college, people were finding like hour-long party mixes on SoundCloud yep. that they're on. Yeah, that's, I'm that's, sure people are still doing that. Yeah, I feel like that's what a lot of people do, but I never cared for those. I got really. a friend with SoundCloud Premium. Oh, for wait, real? wasn't it Noah who has SoundCloud Premium? He for sure has it. <laughs> he only listens to SoundCloud. I know he's a real one. Noah's our cousin. Uh, is I met him right? Yeah, I think so. Um. He came to one of the football yeah, games. He came I to like. Yeah, once. you wouldn't forget this guy. Yeah, I, I think I know who he is. Yeah, I got. We gotta get him on the pod. Yeah, that would be cool. CJ, when was the first time you met Kelman? <laughs> um, the Jack Harlow show at Union Stage in DC. Um, what year was that? Two thousand and we were 19? juniors, so. Um, no. It was the year that the Nationals won the World Series. 2020. 2020? Early October? 2020. No, 2019. Oh, no, October 2019. 2019. You're right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is I was actually just thinking about that because I when I saw Maggie Rogers, we stayed right there, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, we we caught an Uber like right where you took the picture with him, like in that little tunnel oh, area. Yeah. So that was pretty cool, but yeah, and he came out in your jersey, which was dope. He actually came out in my in my dad's jersey. That's my dad's oh, dad jersey. jersey. That was cool. Shit. Dad room. Um, yeah, so we were hanging out and. I was like, man, because the Nats were playing that night, like right up the street. And um, I'm like, I was like super into the Nats at the time, like riding the postseason wave. And it's like, you need to go out in this in this jersey. And I think he just, I think he just did it and embraced it. It was really awesome. It was, the, did sna- it was the snapback, the hat, the hat too. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yep. that was a fucking. That was cool. I mean, you were you made the right call. Like that's shit. That shit like that is cool to people who are like from the city you know yeah. oh i bet the crowd really loved it yeah yeah, yeah it i know i liked it awesome it was really cool so yeah. when when did we meet like i think before after, or after the I th- show i think we're maybe like right before you like stopped by where we were because we were like up really close and i think you like walked over and said what's up and then after i want to say we rode the metro back together yeah because uh code code or uh brandon kept missing his shirt yeah he kept losing his his Jack Harlow shirt was it that show? Who? Then maybe we did. Yeah, no, I, that <laughs> was that night. We Who? did ride the, the metro. We did ride the metro back buddies? together, mm. and like you don't remember his me buddies? and everyone that I was with, we were. Because that could have been tired. Songbird. That could have been Songbird, though. No. Okay. Wait. Because he doesn't remember it. Okay. But I don't. The whole thing is a little blurry. I just remember like. I remember you were pretty fucked up by the end of it naturally but like you weren't like i don't remember any like things specific happening i just remember like jack was more fucked up yes very fucked up yeah, his last you, drunk show could you tell um yeah at one point <laughs> he said does life ever feel like a foreign film to you guys and i was like man i love this guy <laughs> and then he's like i'm going sober from now on and i was like I mean, good career choice, but it was... I mean, I think it's cool that we got to see his last fucked up show. And you could definitely tell. I mean, it wasn't... It didn't hinder him too much. It just, like, the stage banter in between songs was, like... Some of it was, like, man, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Man, it was fun. I showed up... I showed up at, like, 4 o'clock. And we were hanging out. That's when we were there. Yeah, I showed up really early. Because I don't even think he went on stage until, like, 9 or 10. Yeah. So we were just, like, hanging out. I forget what he was. The Tito's, the Tito's. Yeah, that's what he was bringing out. And um, either way, yeah, it's not. I, I, no wonder I can't remember meeting you because it was definitely. Uh, but it was a hectic night. It was. It was another. Yeah. I had another buddy with us too. Yeah, your your boy. I don't remember what his name was. I'm sorry. Shout out Rath G. Rath G. Yeah, he was cool. I remember enjoying him. Did you? Did he pause? Did he uh, do um, stand-up comedy? Do I remember that correctly? I know or he was trying in to Philly. break into he's that. He's in Philly right now, and I talked to him a few months ago, and I think he was—he's pers- he's still pursuing it. Yeah, I remember. I remember him telling me that. Which I, I, anytime somebody tells me they're doing stand-up comedy, I like respect them yeah. more because like that's a crazy ass thing to do. For real, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do. It. I've never actually like taken the time. There are like tons of um, like open mic night stand-up nights yeah. that you can go to. I just don't know what I would talk about. Because I feel like the best stand-up comics are just funny. Like, they, like if you listen to, like, Theo Vaughn, like, that dude could... 
talk about anything and it would be just be hilarious. Uh, yeah, I mean that it's definitely like an art form. And I like this is I was listening to Joe Rogan talk about it. He was just saying like it's different than anything else because like like music and and acting and stuff you can get taught that. You can't teach someone how to be a stand-up comedian. Like you either have it or you don't. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I guess you can learn like maybe certain timings and stuff, but like the idea of just being able to go up there and make people laugh, like that's you either can do that or you can't, you know, which so is awesome. pretty interesting. Well, I we used to go to an open mic in Charlottesville a lot um just to watch and some people were actually pretty funny. But then you'd get the ones that were they are not funny. The ones like yours, like don't please don't quit your day job, please don't quit your day job. Like there's, you know, you can just tell they, they'd get up every. But I mean, respect. They'd get up there every week and just fucking bomb, and just do it again. Keep I trying. Respect, trying I respect new them. shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. I I couldn't do that. Tell a joke in a crowded room and nobody laughs. Like, how do you come back from that? Like that's me every time I try to tell a joke. <laughs> I only tell jokes that I think are funny, but I've got a very particular sense of humor, so I'll tell a joke, and then I'll just start laughing, and it's just me. What's that uh, jean jacket you got on? One, not a jean jacket. Not a jean jacket. Two, it's a denim button-down. Three, it's a thrifted piece. Four... It's from the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. Whoa, were you there? Yeah. I was going to tell you I liked it. You weren't born yet. Thank you. But, thank you. but after the gatekeeping. Bro, you tried to label a, a denim jacket on me, bro. I ain't wearing that. Sorry. You're right. I don't own one of those. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm not like shading it. anybody who has one, but... I am. For you to just <laughs> imply that I was wearing one is kind of out of pocket. So. Out of pocket, man. Yeah, no, with, that, with no cameras, okay. there's no proof. Yeah. So if you wouldn't have corrected me, then... People would have a different image. The, what about the photo we took outside? Oh shit! Shit! Sorry. That's all right. No, but yeah, I, yeah, I like this shirt a That's lot. That's cool. Did you get it from it's a thrift a store? Worn it. Yeah, yeah, I thrifted it. I could tell because you weren't Cause at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. You weren't born yet. Well, and I said I thrifted it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watched Steve Brule? Wait, yes. With uh, uh, John C. Wright. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never... Wa- I've, like, watched, like, clips of it, and I, yeah. like, sampled a song with with something from the show for one of my songs. Have you? No. I feel like I remember that song, but I'm having trouble remembering right oh, now. Oh, dude. I'll he also it. sampled Kai the Hitchhiker. Weren't we talking about Kai the Hitchhiker with Ben? Yeah, smash, yeah, yeah. Smash, smash, smash. He sampled him on one of his songs Fuck back yeah. in the day. It was fire. That's nice. That's cool. Before... Where everybody Back knew about day. yeah, that's cool. Knew about Kai, but uh, but yeah, monster trucks, dude. You ever go to a monster truck show? No, I used to be like really into monster trucks when I was a kid, but like I never actually went to the fucking shows. I just had like the little ones to like push around. Where the are they at? Uh, I feel like there's for sure one near Richmond. Gotta be. Uh, probably down near Newport, near Hampton. They probably do them at the, isn't there like a Coliseum or something in Hampton? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely love to go. I've never been to one. I've been to a Supercross show, but not a, not a So what do they do? They do like flips and stuff, but also a lot of it is like, they just like demolish. Like a derby almost. Like a demolition derby. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah, I don't know either. But I used to have like the, um. The Green Monster? 
Yeah, the grave digger. Grave digger. Oh, the grave digger. That's yeah. one I know. I had one, like a little one that I fucked with when I was a kid. I used to think the grave digger and the undertaker were brothers. <laughs> Who's to say they're not? Maybe they're the same guy. They probably are. I hate the WWE. What? Speaking. <laughs> wait, that's that's a good point. He hates it. Yeah. But let me stop you. What if you could place bets on WWE matches? Would you still hate them? Um, you couldn't though because it's scripted and written out. You want to bet on what? Because they're talking about doing it. Play being able to place bets on it. Yeah. Legally. I don't know. I well, mean, I'm not a huge WWE guy, but I want to know like why don't you like it? Because I just like I. Th- I don't think the people in it are fake athletes. Like, I know everyone in the WWE could absolutely kick my ass, like, 10,000 times. My thing is, like, it's just silly. I just don't... I don't get enjoyment out of watching it, and I've never understood how people can watch it and be like, oh, I know it's fake, but I just like it. But, like, I mean, I that's the, I guess you could make that case for, like, anything fictional. Like, <laughs> I know it's fake, but I like it. Yeah. But it's like... I don't know. It's it just, basically like it's basically like reality TV, like, or I mean, not reality TV, but it basically is like a TV show. So you've got all these, and I don't watch it. I don't watch right. it. Right. But I, I think it's, I think it's interesting that there is a market for it, and it's huge. It's ginormous, and everyone knows that it's fake, but still, everyone loves it. Well, not yeah. everyone, but it has a huge audience. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I'm kind of just a hater because I don't like it. Is the real answer, but like, I don't know. It just seems like if I was. I, I don't know. I guess it's just like the entertainment business, but I don't know. I, I used to I think just, it was real. I feel like probably a lot of people did when they were kids. No, NPR put out a piece talk, and they did the interview with somebody with the WWE, and they're talking with Ernst and Young, which is a pretty big accounting firm or something, on doing it for particular matches apparently, like WrestleMania, like the championship match or something. Being able to bet it. Yeah. I mean, they're missing out on so much money. I feel like they could never do it. They couldn't do it because there are people that, just the fact that it is scripted, there are people that know the outcome that would stand to make ginormous sums or people close to them. And that information would just be so valuable. I. I don't know. I I doubt that they'll ever. Yeah, because there's like writers and shit. Like it's not so that that makes it. Yeah, like you're saying, like if there's a point zero zero one percent chance that the information gets out, like it's over. People are gonna take. It's already a huge problem in um, UFC. UFC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like if a if a fighter's going into a fight already injured, his whole team knows about it. Right. His coaches know about it. That information is so valuable you know um that yeah there's there's big scandal i say the other day where something like that happened we sort of talked about that on here about how like the the odds switched crazy at the last second yeah and that's not even scripted yeah it might as well be if you're sending out an injured fighter right and and that's definitely a problem but it's still like it's just information about the fighter as opposed to a actual piece of paper that says this is exactly how this is going to go down like um. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like that would be impossible to make the WWE like able to bet on it. But do you now, th- if they were able to, because with that, based on the discussion we just had, why it wouldn't work if somehow they make it work? Because like, what's the difference between that and betting on who you think is going to win album of the year for the Grammys or something? You like can't that? bet that. 
I know, but my point is, is like if you could bet the WWE, what would be the oh. difference in opening up to bet on all the everything? I think you, know you can bet on a lot of stuff though. Like you can bet on, on who a, you think is are going to win elections. Yeah, just mm-hmm. not on like barstool sportsbook or Fanduel, like or regular anything. sportsbooks. Yeah, yeah, it's probably like a some sketchy. I tried to bet <laughs> on um, Jake Paul and I couldn't. I'm on Fanduel. Fanduel wasn't hosting the. Uh, you couldn't really? bet on it. That's why I got off FanDuel. I felt like they weren't giving me fun bets. Yeah, I'm sure that was on Barstool. Probably, I would think. I use Barstool. I like the. I just like the all of it better than FanDuel. I never really liked FanDuel. I don't. My dad uses DraftKings, and I've tried to like mess around with that. I don't like that one either. I just don't like the interface. But I'm not a gambling man. You only bet on sure bets. I, I like to bet the UFC. It's the one I I like betting UFC. That's too. fun. It's a couple like a a dollar or two a fight just for kicks. Yeah. And I like to play poker online. That's my that's my vice, I guess. That's the one I I don't I still don't spend a bunch of money, but like I'll play like dollar fifty or three dollar hands of poker for sure. You're not throwing down every other paycheck? Uh not yet. But I mean You'll get there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm so. definitely I would never bet that much like beyond my mean, but I definitely am confident enough as a poker player to like play for like more money than I'd be like than maybe I used to be, you know? Like I feel like the idea of like playing for more than like $10 used to like really freak me out, but like I feel like I would pay for like I don't know. Put your car No. Car on the <laughs> maybe maybe like 50 bucks. For but like, you know, sports. like Yeah. That's still a pretty still big like for me. That's a big fifty bucks is crazy for poker for me. Yeah, I'm still throwing like two twenty five. Right, I like I I I wouldn't like like I wouldn't do that regularly, but like I probably would do that given the situation. I'm trying to think. We've been, how long we've we been going? One hundred minutes. That's the is it the longest one? Uh, yeah. All right. What do we want to do? You want to keep talking, or we can wrap it up? I'm trying to think if there's anything that I would want to talk about. I think this is good, though. Yeah. I hope you guys. And you can always come back on. Oh yeah, that'll be awesome. Yeah, we're. Yeah, we love a recurring guest. And this was pretty easy conversation, so I think so too. I think we all flowed like pretty well. This was fun. This was awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with rapping. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. With Yo, that. my name. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, come on, close this out. <laughs> You're gonna spit a hot sixteen. You want to beat? <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, dude. Episode twenty-two. Episode 22, wrapped. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Check out our weekly playlist, Good Radio. And I wonder... There you go. If you know what it means. And I'm back on my grind. (laughs) Psychic in my lifetime. All right. Love you guys. Peace.